This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone, and happy Easter. This is Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. And today I am going to do something that I do every now and again, which is rather than an actual podcast episode on a particular topic, I am going to guide you through a meditation of one of the resurrection narratives, in particular, the one from uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 9, which is actually the reading for Easter Sunday, but I think it fits. And the Catholic Church, in her wisdom, knows that the really big celebrations of our life, we need more than one day to celebrate them. And so we actually celebrate Easter. We have what's called an octave of Easter, which are eight days of Easter. And then after that, we have an entire season of Easter until Pentecost, which is on June 5th this year. So nonetheless, we're going to have a meditation. So those of you who might be driving or walking, walking actually would be okay, but driving not so much, uh, really put yourself in a situation where you can sit, where you can close your eyes, where you can pause this and think about some of the questions I raise as I read through the scripture and give you the meditation. Keep in mind that this meditation is not an explanation of the scriptures, but rather in Ignatian spirituality, we're invited to enter into the scene, to think about how the scripture relates to us. And so what I have done is put together my thoughts on different parts of the scripture passage and pose some questions to you to think about for yourself. So it's again, now it's not, I'm not going to say that it's theologically inaccurate, but it's not meant to be a theological explanation or statement of what we believe about the scriptures, but rather, what is it saying to me personally? Okay, so I just want you to keep that in mind. So we're going to begin and again, I am reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 to 9. And so we begin. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark. Sunday morning, before the birds have begun to sing, before the sun has begun to rise. It is dark, and Mary goes alone, alone to Jesus' tomb. She wants to grieve away from the others. She wants to give honor to Jesus. What about you? In times of grief, do you want to be alone, or do you need others around you? Maybe it's a bit of both. How have you given honor to Jesus? But when Mary gets there, she sees the unexpected. What does she see? The stone removed from the tomb. Probably out of fear, 
maybe a concern for her own safety and well-being, maybe some confusion. Rather than entering the tomb, she turns away then and runs to Simon, Peter, and John. What does the scripture say? It says, So she ran and went to Simon, Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we do not know where they put him. The Lord is not in the tomb where he ought to be. Something is not right. It reminds me of when I go into a church on Good Friday. No sanctuary lamp is lit, and the tabernacle is empty. And I think, where is Jesus? The church building looks like it always does, but there is an emptiness about it without Jesus's physical presence in the Eucharist, in the church. What feelings and thoughts does this bring to your mind? Have you ever not known where Jesus was in your own life? I think most of us on our Christian walk have a deep longing to be close to Jesus. Sometimes, though, we lose our way, and we walk away rather than toward him. We can't find Jesus. We don't know where he is. Pause for a minute and think about the times you couldn't find Jesus. What helped you find him? For me, what always helps me find Jesus, his word, the scriptures, going to mass helps me find Jesus again. Sometimes it's reading a really good book about him, going to adoration. All of those things help me to find Jesus again. Now John continues telling us what happens that first Easter morning. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. We have Peter and John running to the tomb, but out of respect for Peter, John waits to enter the tomb. Waiting is hard sometimes, especially if you are excited or scared, but John waits. Is it hard for you sometimes to wait on Jesus for an answer to prayer, for direction? We have to try as best as we can to wait and wait holding on to the expectation that we're going to get an answer, just as John waits. And then John allows Peter to enter first. Simon Peter arrives at the tomb. He went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Peter sees an empty tomb and burial cloths. I imagine the burial cloths to be in a big pile, like the big tangle of sheets on the floor as I gather the laundry. A tangle of cloth shaken off by Jesus when he rose. He wanted to be loosed from the bonds of death, to be free of anything that would encumber him. 
anything that would encumber him and prevent him from doing the will of his father. I want that freedom. Do you want that freedom? What must it feel like to rise from the dead? Baptism is freedom from death, but I don't recall my baptism. I do, though, recall confession. There have been a few times in my life when I was so convicted that I had done something wrong, a sin so great that I needed to go right away to confess and receive absolution. And then that great freedom that I felt in my soul, and in some ways in my body too. When we are released from that bond of death, because sin is like a kind of death. Because when we sin, we move away from God. We move away from Jesus. And you can feel that tension in your body and, of course, in your soul. And that's why confession is so good for our soul. Now, granted, Jesus has no sin to be freed from, but his human body suffered and died. In some small way, each time we turn back to Jesus and away from sin in the world, we have a resurrection. I have had many resurrections in my life. How about you? How many times, how many ways have you died to yourself, to sin? Has life caused you to be so burdened that you felt like you couldn't keep moving forward? And then something good happens. Or you maybe you go to confession. You receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Someone reaches out and says to you, hey, look at this. And you have that resurrection. Find some time to think about those resurrections. Maybe write them down and praise and thank God for them. Those are answers to prayer. Those are the signposts in our life that God is with us. Let's go back to the scripture and notice the covering that was on Jesus's head. It's separate. It's not with the other burial cloths. It's as if Jesus took it off his own head, carefully rolling it up and putting it aside to let us know he rose from the dead, fully aware of what was happening. It's so important in our own life to be fully aware of what is happening. Sometimes being fully aware is painful, but oftentimes being fully aware means that we see the good and the bad. And we can focus on the good so that the bad does not overtake us, the things that we struggle against in this world. Focus and see the good that God is doing rather than the bad. And then what happens? John enters the tomb. It says, the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. How could an empty tomb make him believe? It's not the empty tomb. It is faith. It is faith, that most glorious gift from God Most High. He has given us the gift of faith. John, in that moment, it seems, is given the gift of faith. 
it's through faith that we can say, yes, I believe, even when we may not understand all that happens, just like the apostles. Faith does not require that we understand. Faith means that we accept the gift and know that what we need to know in terms of understanding will be revealed to us at the right time and in the right manner. Just as it says to close out this section from John, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. And it's okay that they did not understand. And it's okay if you don't understand. Accept the faith that God offers. Accept the faith that tells us that Jesus rose from the dead for our salvation, for your salvation, for my salvation, so that one day we will all be with him for eternity in heaven. One day we will all be together with Jesus, God, the angels, the saints, all of those who have gone before us. We will be with them all in eternity, in heaven. That is why Jesus rose from the dead. It's my hope and my prayer that you have a blessed Easter season and know that I have prayed for you when I've been at Masses during Holy Week and beyond. God bless you. Don't forget to always live not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.